0: And a good afternoon to you, Pastor Randy Barton back in the seat. Thank you for being with us on a cold Wednesday and a cold start this morning and uh, more cold on the way. Yeah, maybe not as cold, but we're not going to get as warm either as far as the high temperature goes. So uh, Saturday is going to prove to be a pretty brutal day, the way it's looking. So, uh, and then down around 10, single digits maybe, both Friday night and Saturday night So you'll wake up to that each morning. We'll take a look at that and a whole lot more coming up here in just a moment. And we're glad to have you with us here on the 17th day of January. 577-1296 is the text line. You can communicate directly with me on that. And then you can also call us. And Miss Brianna is our producer this afternoon. And so she'll answer the phone at 884-9427, 9427 as always we're glad to have you with us here for this edition of prayer time during drive time all right well before we get started in too much let me just stop and and mention that uh, our our heartfelt condolences to uh, the Koblenz family and uh, brother Henry Henry Koblenz went home to be with the Lord and uh, our hearts uh, certainly go out to them, and uh, we are uh, we will be hosting that service. He was a member of the United Covenant Mennonite Church in Etowah, but due to the uh, to the size of the of, of the facility, they've asked to use ours, and so uh, they will be doing. They'll have the the visitation will be there on Friday uh, afternoon, and then evening, and then the. Uh, uh, service will be here at Anchor Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Okay, and that again is for uh, Brother Henry Koblenz and our hearts go out to he and his dear wife and uh, certainly uh, we are we are saddened at his, at his crossing but uh, thank the Lord he uh, was a pillar there of that church and had a great testimony of salvation. All right, let me uh, share with you this afternoon. To find a traffic problem, you'd have to go to downtown Asheville. And then it's uh, it's not real bad, but it's there in the normal area, uh, in, right near the downtown, near the Civic Center. It's right in that section going west. That's that's where it's at today. Other than that, it's not bad. I don't see anything that's bad. I'm looking here, even the gorge. I don't think it's too cold to work, so I don't think they got that cornered off and so it was quite a uh, problem uh, the other day but it's it's not today i will mention that the 441 is closed coming out of gatlinburg coming over to cherokee that is shut down and out of curiosity let me look and see about the parkway i don't know if they've closed the parkway or not um i'm not sure that it's closed it's at least southern parkway i don't see the Southern Parkway. And when I say southern, from uh, from um, Asheville to Cherokee, I don't see any issues. I don't see it's closed. If we go north, though, it might be up above the the center up there. Let's see. Well, yeah, it closes at Craggy Gardens. Yeah, it's closed at Craggy Gardens, and it will stay closed. Well, I, I don't know how far up. I guess it closed, stay closed. Uh, uh looks like up past little switzerland i think it's closed, plum into virginia just to be fair we passed linville falls and yeah so it is open up to craggy gardens and but beyond that though it is closed okay all right let's take a quick look and by the way text me text me your lows i want to see what your low was this morning 577-1296 text me your low i need your the community and the temperature. And then if you uh, don't text and you're listening, you can call us. And then Brianna will text that to me. All right. So right now, or at least at six minutes before five, there was sunny conditions and 34 degrees. The feel-like temperature, however, was 24, 24. And the north-northwest wind at 14 miles an hour created that. And it also, the humidity has come down. Uh, a lot this afternoon, but this morning it was very moist, and so that was uh, caused it to feel a lot colder. It's down to 29%, so that's, that's pretty dry. That's why the itchy, scratchy electrical stuff, yeah. The pressure's at 30.2, so that's pretty high pressure. And at Greer right now, they are running about 7 degrees uh, there, give or take, is that right? No, five degrees. So they're at uh, thirty-nine. This is at th- seven minutes before five. Thirty-nine with a feel-like temperature of thirty-five. South wind, southwest wind at six, and twenty-six percent, thirty point two. Okay. So that's what this morning was. That's what it was a while ago. Now, what was it this morning where you were? And uh, yeah, that's the question. What was it this morning? Uh, where you were because right now let's see if I get my calendar to do what I need it to do so officially we were colder by several degrees than the forecast and somebody said well how are you official and nobody else is it's just that we use we we were chosen to be the national weather service reporting station and and by doing that they donate and maintain the equipment and then a few years ago the national Dima- national climatic data center also joined so we are the official reading and so this morning we had six degrees for our low six and we did six degrees this morning and that is typically taken just before eight o'clock or just before the sun comes up here in the valley six degrees is what we had uh, and somebody said, well, that's, that can't be. Well, I was going to tell you that at the farm, I had seven, and I've got pretty good equipment there, and it does skew it when the sun comes up, because I'm on the southern side of the house, but we're behind the mountain, and so as long as the sun doesn't hit it, it's pretty accurate. So I had seven this morning, and it didn't warm up till it was nine degrees at 8.30. So in other words, still pretty accurate. That it was that cold for that long. Okay, so let's see where you are and how, uh, what you got, okay? Uh, Somebody's asking about Johnson City, asking about, let me go back here and look. Asking about how 26 is to Johnson City, and I can tell you that. So I'm showing no delays straight into Johnson City, okay? No delays at all. I've got, well, I don't know what that is. I've got something right in at the foot of the mountain going toward... It's actually coming back this way. So, uh, yeah, it's right past the line right there at the bottom of the mountain at Flag Pond. And there's something going on right there, but I can't tell you what it is. But it's in the lane coming toward North Carolina. Other than that, you're fine. Yeah, I don't see any issues all the way to Johnson City. Yeah, they keep that pretty clear. Uh, I know the fellow who f- maintains that mountain for the state. Yeah, and they, they they do a pretty good job of it, okay? So Etowah, uh, I'm looking. They showed me a picture of it, eight degrees. Yep, I don't doubt it a bit. Uh, Flat Rock had 18, okay? In uh, Lancaster, Kentucky, four, which is up around Nicholasville, uh, this morning at... Uh, in the Mills Point community of Mills River, eight degrees. Ten, in, uh, uh, let's see, ten uh, when I got into Rosman. Uh, one, of the, one of the students on, uh, said that it was seven, went down to six. Uh, and of course, uh, and the humidity has dropped, yeah, for sure. And that's causing the dryness and the itchiness to go with it. Nine in Mills River, I'm hearing. Okay, Lester reported in at 5.1 degrees this morning. <laughs> what about that? Uh, nine near Mills River. Uh, let's see, at the Jackson Macon line, eight this morning. Jackson Macon, 8.2 at Paltown, nine in Ella Georgia. That's a cold temperature for. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a cold temperature for Georgia for sure. And uh, okay, so appreciate all these temperatures. Thank you, I appreciate that very, very much. All right, well, let's let's move ahead here and let's see what it's going to do. So we know what it has done, right? We got that down. So what's but what is it going to do? And so I am having problems. And Brianna, can you step in here if you have a moment and tell me why? And I'm having the problem that I'm having because I keep getting an error message on the National Weather Service. And again, I can't tell what's going on, why I'm having this problem. So while she's coming to look at that, I want to mention that uh, what's happened, the jet stream has come right through here. So the jet stream has dipped and we are, it is, matter of fact, it comes right down into Western North Carolina and it pretty well runs the state. And uh, I, and uh, we are, uh, okay, that, okay, decided it was gonna work. Okay, so, all right, great. Okay, so it, now I got it going. So I was checking the jet stream a while ago. And so it's almost like the interstate highway, the state of North Carolina's ground zero for the jet stream. So I said, what is the jet stream? The jet stream is an air current in the upper atmosphere. Just like the ocean has currents in it, like the, the Gulf Stream that comes up around Florida and then goes up, comes off the coast of the, the United States and then actually turns and goes over toward Europe. Um, same thing's true in the air. There are, jet, there are currents that are in the air. There is one that's pretty, pretty fast. It circles the Earth. Uh, the, the center of it, of course, usually is the North Pole. And then it's this uh, big current of air that races around the Earth. Of course, the rotation of the Earth adds to that. But then uh, there's a variety of things that you know that that, that contribute to it. The, the jet stream can run as fast as 250 mile an hour. I noticed that uh, our family flew in from out west Monday, and they got there early, and said they had a strong tailwind. So what it was, they got in that jet. They got in the jet that they were flying on, coming out of Arizona. Got in the jet stream, and it pushed them along at a much faster clip. Uh, a lot of times, your European flights will will request an altitude to try to get up to where the jet stream is at, and basically it pushes the airplane along, and they don't they save fuel, and they get there early. I have seen a. Uh, 747, I've seen them fly at well over 600 mile an hour because they were up in the jet crossing the North Atlantic. And typically, they'll, they'll fly in the fives, you know. But I've seen – I was on one that went to Holland, and it was running uh, close to like 640, 645 most of the way. And interestingly enough, also, outside of my – there was outside temperature. There's ice formed inside the window of the airplane, there's there's a couple of window panes and there's ice formed in the inside and the outside temperature was running about 70 below zero up that high in that jet. So super cold air and it runs pretty fast. Right now it's over top of our heads. It's about 170 mile an hour. And that has been a part of what has been pushing our winds. And it is, if you could draw a line and I, sadly, I don't know my Canadian provinces. I don't know them in order. So, so I know that British Columbia is the far western one, the next one, then the one after that. So if I'm coming from west to east, that next province, the third province from the Pacific, if you drew a line from there to Asheville, there's almost a perfectly straight line. And the jet stream is diving south and that's what's giving us this cold air. Now, it's going to have a ripple in it. So in other words, it's lifting a little bit. So it's going to have a little ripple in it, and we're going to see a little relief for tomorrow and Friday, but it's going to fall back down on us and it'll be here for the weekend. And a couple of things about that. The jet stream, if it's below you, typically has very, very high pressure and it creates high pressure at the surface. And so because of that, it's it's it acts like almost like a wind curtain, and you rarely have precipitation to the south to the if you're on the if it's to the south of you, you rarely have precipitation. It'll be dry and cold. If it is to the very north of you, like it was Sunday, and it's just to the north of you, it's not far north, but it's it came right up through the Tennessee Valley, Ohio River Valley. Well, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Knoxville got a pretty good snow. Uh, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville. Uh, I don't know exactly what the total was, but they were predicting five to eight. I saw vehicles, don't know where they were coming from, but I saw vehicles with a good five to six inches on the vehicles Monday when I was in Asheville. So, yeah, I saw that. So anyway, uh, we are, uh, it, it, so it has, you know, so when it's just above you, You get precipitation, and uh, that's what they were. It was just above them. It brought enough cold air, and it brought in precipitation. And so uh, it is going to drop back down, and so really no no precipitation. Next week, however, it's going to rise back up, and when it does, it'll be just to the north of us, and it'll be far enough north that it'll create a ridge, and we should have some rain come in. We'll actually have warm enough temperatures for rain. I'm still watching it. But the predictions are the jet stream is strong enough. It'll stay. You know, they've been predicting the wobbles in it. And I think the temperatures are still warm enough. It's going to be rain. And we'll see. But uh, got, to keep a, got to keep an eye out for that, okay? So for next week, just in case. So what, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to go down to about 10 degrees for, for, to wake up on Saturday morning. So tomorrow's about 45. Tonight's 18. Not near as cold. Uh, tomorrow you have uh, 45. Okay. As this front, okay, so <laughs> as this thing lifts up, a little bit of stuff's going to track across us, and it's going to give us that chance tomorrow night of some precipitation as it gets a little warmer. Tomorrow night only around freezing, but there is a 50 percent chance of some showers or freezing rain. For tomorrow night, forty degrees on Friday, pretty nice for January, mid-January. But then watch Friday night; the thing dips back down, and we go back into the in the under the gun ten degrees. Twenty-six is the high Saturday, twenty-six, and the problem is, I don't think we got a whole lot of wind associated with it. But uh, that's still cold. And then nine for Saturday night, and then forty for Sunday. And I can just say this: if you have pipes that freeze sometimes you might want to look real close because 10 26 and 9 for saturday night um yeah they may freeze a lot of things can take one night in the cold but they can't take not getting above freezing in the daytime that's when things start really freezing up and then 19 sunday night now watch this um Monday, 45. Tuesday, 28. So, you know, moderate, fairly moderate. Tuesday, mostly cloudy high, again, near 48. And then Tuesday night, 30% chance of rain, 38. Wednesday, 40% chance of rain, 53. Yeah. And if I'm looking at the long-term forecast and looking at the long range, uh, again, probably a, a little, even a little better chance of Rain on Thursday about 60 percent, and we're gonna be at 57, and then 49 and 64 for Friday. So very mild. So big snow? Nah, no. Don't don't see it in the forecast. Uh, just temperatures not gonna support it. There's just I don't don't think we're gonna be even even close at 39. No, we're not gonna be even close enough to it, unless something big changed in the jet stream. Don't see it happening. Okay. All right. So let's see here right quick. The uh, if I can get my buttons to push the general operating budget today here at Anchor Broadcasting being sponsored by Seedline International, honoring the Word of God and the faithfulness He promises His Word promises us, and we appreciate Brother Keith Davidson and all the crew at Seedline International. Network sponsored today by Rich and Melinda Worley, and it's in honor of Rhett Whitney Galloway's ninth birthday. They pray. He comes to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus at an early age, and we'd like to say happy birthday to Rhett, and thanks to Rich and Melinda. God bless you. We appreciate it. Thirty-nine days till Sherathon. Wow, we started the countdown. Yep, and again six this morning. I've got one more degree here, West Bun- West Burnsville. Five, five, yep, five, and then as a prayer request. We have had what, what are reportedly, uh, and again, not sure, but we have had what are reportedly uh, two suicides in our area. And uh, this is, I mean, death is a hard thing to go through for anyone, but suicide makes it even harder because people try to rationalize an unrational act. And there's no way to rationalize suicide. And so it, it causes people a great deal of confusion. And so please remember these families also. I want to mention family at Little Ivy, Brother Brian's been talking about them. Murdoch's uh, lost a little girl in a tragic accident at home. They lived there on a farm, a 20-month-old precious little girl. And I want you to pray for their family, and then I want you to pray for their church, Little Ivy, and I want you to pray for their pastor, for the Scott Dodson. I, I count him as a close friend. I had some time with him yesterday. He has got to preach that funeral Sunday there at the church at Little Ivy, and then they'll take the body back to South Toe community in Burnsville for the burial. And so please remember this family. Please remember this family that that's that lost this child tragically, and then in an accident, and then also, uh, please remember uh, the dad, the mom, uh, and then pray for pray for brother Dodson. Okay, there are funds set up to help them through Little Ivy through a GoFundMe page, I think it is. Um, but I tell you, they what they need right now is God's people to hold them up. And you say, well, prayer don't do anything. Well. It may not feel like it's doing much if you're the one doing the praying for them. But when you're on the other end of it, you can feel it. I'm not exaggerating. We've been on the other end of it recently. And I can tell you, you feel it. You feel the prayers of God's people. And I bless the Lord for that. Let's do roll call this afternoon. Ann Arbor, Michigan, Arden, North Carolina, Bancroft, Wisconsin, Birmingham, Alabama, Covington, and J, Georgia, Enos, North Carolina, Fort Mill, Grassy Creek, Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, or Fort Mill, South Carolina, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, Hendersonville, North Carolina, Houston, Indianapolis, Kiez, Germany, Manchester, Michigan, Morrisville, North Carolina, Nassau, New York, Oberlin, Ohio, Ottawa, Ontario, Palmerton, Pennsylvania, Plymouth, Minnesota, Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, lots of Rock Hill, Sacramento, California, Toledo, Ohio, Germany, Europe, are both in here with us, uh, Weaverville, North Carolina, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada with us today, and so glad to have all of you. Thank you. And appreciate so much you being with us. Okay. All right. So we don't have long to uh, uh, to summarize and to say good night to uh, the AM audience. And of course, we have the day's of seventeenth, so we have the rest of the month to contend with. That sign off at uh, five forty-five, and then uh, of course we'll we'll get back to a longer and full-length uh, prayer time. Okay. All right. Well, again, we want to say thank you for being on board. Thank you for being with us. And again, thank God for his mercy. Let me just give you a little note on the weather. My veterinarian, Miss Beverly, uh, when she came and checked our cows back uh, in the summer, I had them checked to see if they had bred, and we raised miniature Herefords. And uh, we bought two miniature Herefords, and then the church gave us a cow, a bull, for pastor appreciation a year ago. Of course, we had to finish raising him. And uh, this year, come spring, uh, we uh, had both of the cows. they They were bred about a month apart. And so our first calf was born the Friday after Christmas, born to Elsie. And we named it Little Heifer Calf, Little Girl. We named it Sadie. And it was interesting that Miss Beverly told me. She said, now, I said, well, when do you think it'll be here? She said, the coldest, worst day of the year. I said, I'll see you then. Guess what happened today? Sure's the world. Daisy, my other heifer, my other cow, she was early. And she dropped a little girl in the pasture. And it was only in the teens at that time. And she just dropped her and walked away from her so when we found the calf it was uh, it hadn't been licked and of course the licking is a part of the circulation and getting it up and all the things cleaning it up and then getting it up and uh, it's it's essential to save its life and she had not uh, this is her first and that instinct had not kicked in and the problem is it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a big problem had it been warm but with that wet calf in that field it, it it was cold it was already getting very cold time we found it so uh, got it grandkids got it picked it up brought her in, brought it into the stall finally with feed coaxed her to come in which is unusual because typically you know you move the calf the cow's going to follow well this was not the case today and so uh, finally coaxed her in was able to rub the calf get it a little dry and uh, get her in the stall with it and then From that, little by little, we were able to get it, uh, it got up we could stand and then uh, began to nurse. And so, yeah, it's going to be okay, but I'm just glad that it wasn't born last night because it probably would not have survived the night it was born this morning. So we're grateful for that. And somebody said, what are you going to name it? Well, the the girls named it Fiona. And Fiona is Gaelic, and it means fair or fairest. And so, uh, yeah, her name is Fiona. So two little heifer calves, born about three weeks apart, and uh, the uh, other one is Sadie. She'll be uh, she will be three weeks Friday. So they weren't quite three weeks apart, and again, wasn't supposed to work like this, but not according to the signs, not according to the, what what they found with the uh, with the ultrasound and the physical check, and so yeah, she wasn't due to the end of the month. So really caught us off guard but it's okay. We got two healthy little miniature Hereford, uh, female calves. And so, yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> cold. It was cold. It was a cold ordeal, but, uh, yeah, got them, got them in, got them, got them in the stall and out of the wind. And, and so, and mom started licking her and baby started nursing and things are good. Yeah. Around the farm. So it sure is. Yeah. We, uh, We've put some uh, some heat lamps on on the birds. We've got uh, geese and turkeys and chickens. And so put a little heat on them last night and probably we'll don't really need it tonight, but we will again on Friday night and Saturday night. We'll need some heat just because uh, I don't like them to get, uh, you know, I realize that they, you know, the wild they stay out, but uh, it's not the cold that hurts an animal. It's the wind chill. That hurts an animal and the differential if it's cold and stays cold they adapt but if it gets cold suddenly like it did last year at christmas that right there is hard on animals it's very hard and so uh, that's where the issue has been the wind chill uh, which was well below zero last night and then the uh, the sudden drop so we went from fairly moderate temperatures down to some sub you know, sub-zero uh, wind chills. And as a result of that, animals, you know, about like humans, they just, you know, they're not used to it. And uh, as a result of it, they get, they get chilled and you can have some, some bad effects from it. And the biggest thing right now and with all animals, keeping your water, keeping the water. they got to have water, even the cold weather. And this humidity dries them out just like it does us. And so they need more water than normal. Father, would you bless your people? Would you help us to be found faithful? Bless these that are bereaved and those that soon will be. For We ask it and pray in Christ's holy name. Amen and amen.